This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to the Female Orgasm Podcast, created by the Welcomed Consensus, where we explore the potential of female orgasm, more pleasure, and a better sex life for both men and women. Listen, learn, and be inspired by the innovative research and revealing insights into friendship through female orgasm. In this episode, we present an interview from Sexploration with Monica, a sex-positive talk show available at www.sexplorationwithmonica.com. You will hear Monica talking with Sherry, an instructor of the Welcome Consensus. What is the point of having sex? Is it having an orgasm or is it pleasure? Today we're going to talk about orgasm in a whole new way. This is the feminine model of orgasm, where the point is the journey, not the climax. Pleasure becomes a practice, like a meditation, and this expanded awareness of pleasure can create, among other things, three-hour orgasms. We'll be talking with Sherry of the Welcomed Consensus about deliberate orgasm, or doing. It's a kind of stroking practice that's about consciousness, and the clitoris. This is Sexploration with Monica. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is Sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. What happens when you expand the definition of orgasm to include all the ebbs and flows of pleasure? What happens when you make time to focus on the sensations of pleasure every day, like a meditation, only with your clitoris? How does this affect your awareness, your nervous system, your relationship? How can you have a three-hour orgasm? So many questions for Sherry. This is one of the educators at the Welcomed Consensus, Welcome to Sexploration with Monica, Sherry. Thank you, Monica. You have this whole new way of looking at orgasm. Tell me what the feminine orgasm looks like, feels like. How is it different from the, the traditional orgasm? Well, the female orgasm is, well, first I want to say it's about deliberate orgasm. Mm-hmm. That's what we teach in the, with the Welcome Consensus. We teach about deliberate orgasm, and that's also called doing And that's two people having their attention on one person's body to create the optimum amount of pleasure. So in doing a woman, a man would have his attention on his partner, and he would digitally stimulate her clitoris and bring her to orgasm. And through this technique, he can do her and create a minute orgasm, or he could do her for three minutes, five minutes, 15, 
an hour, and thus, yes, he could create a three-hour orgasm in her body, but that can be quite intimidating, so <laughs> we do recommend... You want to do baby steps? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Right. Maybe not trying the three-hour one all at, the, at right. once. So instead of looking at orgasm as this kind of crotch sneeze at the very end of sex... Right. You think of orgasm as kind of an unfolding, something that's like pleasurable, but happening throughout the entire sexual experience. That's right. Whenever I'm experiencing an orgasm, it comes in many shapes and forms. I mean, sometimes it's like a meandering walk in the park, and sometimes it's really intense, and I go on these really high peaks, and I go really high and high, Mm -hmm. high, and then it's slow bringing me down, and it's really earthy and deep, heavy contractions. The potential that exist with the female orgasm is really unlimited. And it does extend over into a man's orgasm, but it starts with the women. Yeah, so we'll talk about doing a man also a a little bit later, but first let's start on what doing is when you're doing a woman. Now, doing stands for deliberate orgasm, and it's a practice that we've talked about before called stroking. There are other places that teach it, the full-body orgasm, orgasmic meditation, the pleasure expansion technique. There's a couple of different people that talk about different kinds of stroking practices, but what they are is they can be a meditation, but basically it's the practice of stroking someone with your finger, usually on their clitoris, or if you're stroking a man, you stroke different parts of his penis, but it's kind of like a practice, almost like meditation. Some people, for some people, it is a meditation, but it's a practice of just being aware of the sensations generated when someone's stroking your clit. That's right. As I was saying, it's two people having their attention on one person's body. And so the man has his full attention on her body, and the woman, she pays attention to her body and feels his finger. Mm -hmm. And so her clitoris has the highest concentration of pressure-sensitive nerve endings in her body, over 8,000, and he's stroking with his finger, the most dexterous part of his Mm -hmm. body. And so then he can manipulate and control her nervous system and, and create a superior orgasm in her body. So there's different kinds of strokes that you use, like he can stroke with his finger up, he can stroke with his finger down, and that actually correlates with the kinds of sensations that she feels. Right, right. And so as someone who's experiencing the stroking of deliberate orgasm, what are some of the things that you need to focus on to, like, really get into your body and get into the experience? Well, for women they first need to just relax, not need to relax, but it's best to relax and get out of their head and put their attention on his finger. And if they put their total attention on his finger and feel their clitoris and relax and just go take it stroke by stroke, there's no rush. This is about pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's about sensuality. It's about feeling your body. There's no goal. The only goal is pleasurable sensation. And so, therefore, you're only going to win. Mm. And you're not necessarily trying to climax, or you are looking for climax? No, you're not necessarily, because that, again, takes it to it having um, a goal attached to it. And sex is a lot more fun if there are no goals attached to it. Oh, yeah, it's like a Chinese finger trap, you know, like the more you really think, (laughs) I'm going to do it like this, (laughs) you know, then really people get, it becomes another hurdle, you know, like people get really attached sometimes to ejaculating, you know, female ejaculation or You know, people can get really attached to, I'm going to have an orgasm. But then when you really start getting stuck on it, then it's it's even harder. Right. And a lot of women, they have so much pressure of how their orgasm is supposed to look. 
or sound yeah, or it's supposed feel. to sound sexier. Right. Right. <laughs> and every woman, we've been researching female orgasm for over 25 years, and every woman's orgasm is unique. And, and different from time to time. And different from time to time. <laughs> Every day. Exactly. <laughs> day to day. Yeah. Sometimes you want heavy pressure. Sometimes you want light pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and sometimes you want to be quiet. Sometimes you want to be really loud. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and sometimes the freedom just to, just to be and right. feel and, and, and discover your own orgasm. Mm-hmm. So how often do you practice this doing, the deliberate orgasm? Myself? Or anyone. What's the recommended? I mean, you can tell me what you do and then well, tell what the recommended is. <laughs> That's a fun question. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, well, I get done every day. Done. I love yeah. it that you say done. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely every day and sometimes more than once a day. And and it it's just for, could be for five minutes. Uh-huh. And to have my, my partner, my friend, it's the way he takes care of my body and puts uh, gratifies my body. Mm-hmm. And then from there, life looks a lot different. Well, you get a lot of oxytocin, I imagine, yeah. which it's is a nice foundation for having a cheerful outlook. Yeah, <laughs> and clarity. Right. And not driven by all that energy that, you know, I mean, women were filled with uh, energy mm-hmm. in our bodies. And it ebbs and flows. And mm-hmm. what women want, they want their bodies taken care of. They want attention and their bodies taken care of and doing is one of the most beautiful, best ways for a woman to have her body taken care of. Now, what does doing really mean? What does the deliberate mean? What is the orgasm part of it? What's, let's deconstruct. What does the word mean? Well, deliberate is having intention. So it's deliberately setting aside time to have this experience together. Okay, we're going to have five minutes. And I'm going to d- deliberately put my attention on your body, and I'm going to do you. And I'm going to have my total attention on your body for five minutes, and we're going to create the most amount of pleasures that we can. Mm-hmm. And if people were willing to do that, they would be amazed at how much they can feel. And they will redefine orgasm for themselves. And and the the, the beauty about this, too, with the deliberate part is that communication happens. And so while the man's doing the woman, he's looking at her, he's looking at her face, he can talk to her, and he can notice her her pussy and tell her, describe it to her, mm-hmm. how it looks, the colors. And wow, isn't that fun to get that kind of attention yeah. from a man? <laughs> well, yeah. And I imagine that like every day, your vulva, your pussy, your labia, they all they do different things they different, do. all day right. during different parts of your cycle. <laughs> sometimes they're coral, sometimes they're right. pink, sometimes they're purple, sometimes they're puffy, sometimes they're slushy. Right. You know, I mean, it's the joys of vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, unless you're really conscious of what it's, what's going on, you know, you wouldn't even notice, you know. Right. We don't really think about our pleasure very often. Right. The first time I got done and a man described to me the way my pussy looked, it blew my mind. And I could see this twinkle in his eye and how much fun he was having and doing me. And he was winning. I could see, I could feel he was winning because he was producing pleasure in my body and gratifying me. And it was undeniable. Winning in what way? That men want to produce for women. They, oh, that they know? just want to make you happy and yeah, give you pleasure and rock right, your socks off. Right. And to yeah. be able to do that and with confidence and know that I can produce an orgasm in my woman's body anytime she wants one. Mm-hmm. 
Now, we've been talking about it like a man doing a woman, but it sounds like also that sometimes women can do women and that women can do men and that all of the roles can. But we'll just, for the sake of the conversation, when we're talking about the person who's doing, it'll be a man and the person who's being done, it'll be a woman. But that's not (laughs) always the case. You can do it however you want. Right. So just to be fair. Um, So you practice every day, but other people, they can practice whenever they want to, once a month, once a week, whatever. Right. When you're coaching, like, couples, do you say that you should practice at least once a day? Oh, really? Once Twice a day? A day? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, how fun to, to get done in no, the morning good. before you leave uh-huh. for your day. Even if it's only five minutes. Yeah. Start exactly. off your day with a little oxytocin. That's right. <laughs> and then coming home, right? you meet up again. Welcome you get, home. Right. Let's Welcome home. <laughs> 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 it's a great way to connect. Right. In doing a man... I imagine that you're touching some very sensitive part of the penis. And so the woman is having her total attention on his body, and he is keeping his attention on his body, and then she's stroking his cock. Now, hands are sex organs, and the woman can have some, our preferred um, lubricant is abilene. Mm-hmm. And it gives a really nice silky texture and just... Doesn't dry up and get sticky. That's right. That's important. (laughs) (laughs) And to just take her time and take pleasure from the way her hand feels on his cock Mm. and stroke Mm -hmm. and and to do what feels good Mm -hmm. and take him on a ride. Right. It's interesting, like, what feels good for the person that's doing a touch that also oftentimes feels good for the person who's receiving the touch. So That's if you right. can, like, make that feel the bo- most rockin' amazing for your finger, it's That's probably right. going to feel pretty good on your genitals. <laughs> That's right. And it's interesting, I think especially for men being done, I think it's much more vulnerable for them to mm-hmm. be stroked. And mm-hmm. also they're not used to thinking about what it feels like when they're being sexually stimulated because they're trying not to think about that. You know, they're trying not to have an orgasm. They're trying not to think about too much how awesome it is, you know? Right. And so how fun to think about slowing down. Mm -hmm. And then so the woman's doing him and and she's stroking his cock and saying, and she could talk to him like, wow, you just had a really deep, heavy contraction or your cock just engorged even more and the head of your cock just flared out. Mm -hmm. I mean, how fun to get that kind of information. Mm -hmm. And now it's deep purple. Good (laughs) job, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to take you over. And and then here we go with the deliberate part. (laughs) Now here I'm going to take you over. Does that mean over into climax? If she decides she wants to ejaculate him. But that Mm -hmm. is not, that is, again, with deliberate orgasm, it's not the goal, mm-hmm. but say she that say, See, she wants say it to. seemed fun, mm-hmm. right? But oftentimes in doing like when I'm doing my partner, I leave him high because mm-hmm. he likes to feel that aliveness and all that sensation in his body, and then we could have a date later and just have a continuum. Well, it's something I was thinking about making out in a car when you were 16, and like how much energy and passion there was just making out and making out and making out and making out and you'd make out for hours in there until there was like an (laughs) inch of fog on the windows and you were breathing and flush but you never had sex because of course you were 16 whatever you were waiting and I just loved that amount of sexual energy and tension and we don't really do that anymore now we're like maybe a little bit of kissing is foreplay and bam right to the enchilada right and it's about getting rid of the energy now flip that right. around, and, and if building you could go, up and yeah, building up, and building up the energy, and, and, right? And enjoying and exploiting all this energy that we have mm-hmm. in our bodies, and having the mo- most amount of fun that we could have with it. Mm-hmm. You could have a lot more fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that idea. That's really fun. So as you're doing these practices, what are some of the things that you learn about how your body works that you did not learn in sex ed? Because well, there's so much, yeah, I know, there is. that we don't really even talk about pleasure in sex ed. We don't. We don't. I mean, we don't talk about the clitoris in sex ed. We it don't. is sick. Yeah. Right. Well, one thing that I learned was the wisdom of the body. Your body never lies to you. Hmm. And so through getting done more and having more orgasm in my body, I could actually... Um, because I was coming from gratification and not being needy, not like, ah, oh, I got to get some, I got to oh, get yeah. off, you know. Mm -hmm. I was gratified. I'm a gratified woman. And so I could listen to my body and feel like, oh, I think this is what I'd like to have next. Oh, I think I'd like to, maybe I feel like fucking now. Or mm -hmm. I'd like to have oral sex. Or I'd like to have a due date. What's a due date? Is that when you're doing? Like the delivered I, orgasm. <laughs> uh, Tuesday at Time 6 o'clock. I'm going to meet you. We're going to have some tea afterwards, uh, but uh, at least 15 minutes of doing. Do. Lots of doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I love that idea. Like just like a little bit of pleasure and just meet for a, a little do and a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. And do you have like multiple friends that you'd practice with or just one person? I have just I have one. Mhm. Mm is that kind of a is there a normal a set way that welcomed consensus usually teaches people to do it or is it however people want However people want to do it. Yeah. However yeah. they want to manage their relationships. Right. It's not a it's well, Because it's a friendly thing to do. It's a really it's a very friendly thing to do. And so often within this our community people you don't have to have a relationship with the other person. You don't have to be a boyfriend, girlfriend, or like have these big commitments with each other to have a due date. It's a friendly thing to do to mm -hmm. put your attention on your friend's body and stroke the most sensitive part, part of it mm -hmm. for pleasurable sensation. Yeah, I really loved, I don't remember his name, but he said that it was a wonderful way for there to be a, a really giving friendship between men and women. I mean, talk about ending the battle of the sexes. Yeah. There's not a lot of pressure. There's right. not a lot of expectation. And then you're just focusing on pleasure. Right. Right. Oh, and then you get to really, really experience, I'm glad you said that about the battle of the sexes, because through doing and the, all of the winning and succeeding that happens, you get to really feel the beauty of the man-woman dynamic and mm. how fun estrogen and testosterone are when they hook up. Yeah. Well, you know, when women get little surges of testosterone, they get horn hornier. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like women who have high testosterone levels. Yeah. Our bodies are amazing. Um, so you also do like couples and communication classes. We what do. What sort of things do you teach there? Well, communication really is the foundation of everything. I mean, to have a good relationship, a good friendship, you must have good communication skills. In order to have a good sex life, you must have good communication skills. And so many people don't talk about sex at all. And it's so fun. Once you start talking about it, it is really fun. I remember having a conversation with my partner when we first started <laughs> researching this, and I felt like I had had sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, wow. I know. <laughs> that's now why that's, I do this show. That's the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people, they, 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 yeah, they're missing out on it. It's, but it's so all fun. There. It's mm -hmm. all there and available. Yeah. I mean, discourse and intercourse. Yeah, exactly. Hello, they're connected. Hello. Root words. <laughs> yeah, so good. Let's talk about the stuff that gets in the way of an orgasmic experience and orgasm, because I think there's a lot of stuff in our minds, in our sex-negative culture that we pick up and that, you know, prevents us from experiencing pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what are the blocks that some people experience to sensation? Gosh, there are many. And the first thing I think of, though, when you ask me that, though, is if they're willing to communicate, they can unblock anything, Mm -hmm. really. Whatever anyone is jammed up about, if they could get to the place where they're willing to talk to someone, talk to their partner, and really tell them how they feel, that starts releasing that energy, and then they can go and create the next thing. So it really is about communicating. Right. I imagine there's also something about getting out of your thinking mm-hmm. and just focusing on the sensations. What do I feel? Like, right. what am I really feeling? And what I love about that is, especially in a stroking practice, it gets so much more rewarding yeah. as soon as you tap into, like, oh, I'm really feeling that. And then you're like, whoa, I'm really feeling it. That's you know right. what I mean? Because it builds and builds and builds exponentially. Right. Because in our training, in, in the courses that we teach, when we get into the intensive training, that's what we do. We teach women how to hook up their brains to their pussies. Right. Because you can actually rewire your nervous system using intention and experiencing sensation. Right. Because it's all there. It's mm-hmm. just women get in their head too much. Well, and we're, n- we're really not trained to experience no, pleasure. No, in not. fact, in some cases, you know, in my adolescence... It was dangerous for me to get too turned on when I was with a guy, you know, so I had to like turn myself off and be and kind of button that part of myself up. And it's interesting because now as an an adult and I'm more empowered, I can take care of myself. But I also want to tap into that 16 year old Mm -hmm. self that was just aflame with one touch on my arm hair while we were watching Star Trek on the sofa. Do you know what I mean? And and I think that all of that is still there, you know. That's true. That we're still these, you know, wildly sexual beings that can get turned on with just a breath or just a, you know, a tiny touch. That's right. And so you guys focus all of this energy on one part. Is there a particular part of the clitoris that you focus on? Well, the upper left-hand quadrant is the most sensitive part of a woman's clitoris. Mm-hmm. And how did you learn that? Through experience or...? Through experience, we... You tried all of the other quadrants? (laughs) (laughs) Go around in a circle? (laughs) As my partners described, that a woman's clitoris can be like a soccer ball, you know, all those patches on a soccer ball. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of different parts of it. I mean, there's the hood, and then there's the glands, there's the shaft. In fact, I have even heard that the clitoris goes all the way back. I mean, the clitoris has legs around Mm -hmm. your vulva and then goes all the way back to the spinal cord. So there's actually a lot of clitoris inside of us. It's kind of impressive. It is. It is. It's, it is quite impressive. And did you know that women have more erectile tissue than men? <laughs> so there, so men. There. That's right. We could get more stiffy than you, only we have it all in. It's all internally. It's basically so we don't have, like, massive internal problems as we're getting poked. Well, Just to move up everything out of the way of the sex. Right, and, and with doing, with a woman having her clitoris stimulated, that's how you get all the blood to engorge all that tissue. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, then when you do have intercourse, it's a lot more fun. Right, because you're fully aroused right. and fully lubricated and fully You know, a engorged. woman having sex, intercourse, without being fully engorged, that's like a guy fucking with, an, with, an, with his cock being soft. Right. Which is fun, too, because you can feel it getting hard sometimes. That's fun. But, you know, it's also... But engorgement m- is, it's, 
It's, it's there, important. It's important for it's the nice. woman. It's nice, yeah. And, and people just don't realize <laughs> yeah. that. And they lubrication. They don't consider that. So important. And which comes when you're getting done. Mm-hmm. You get lubricated, all the juices are flowing, and you're fully engorged, and your, your uh, whole vagina is swelled, and that's the time to have insertion. So let's talk about the experience of the doer. We'll just imagine that he's a man. It could be a woman, but he is stroking the upper left-hand quadrant of the clitoris. And my friend, who was a, a stroker, he talked about like having this a massive like finger boner, like all of this energy going through his finger, and like feeling all of this pleasure uh, through his finger. Like it was this amazing experience for him. It's like that because the doer has his full attention on her body, and so he can feel what she's feeling because he has his total attention on her. It's true, and it's hard for people to get their minds around that, what one person can feel, another person can feel. Mm -hmm. But But we have mirror neurons in our minds. Like, we're set up biologically to feel what another person is feeling. That's why advertising is so effective. We see a pretty girl smoking a cigarette, and the dopamine that that person (laughs) is feeling actually happens in our brain, and we think, oh, it would be great to have a cigarette. But in in a sexual setting not just creepy, gross advertising um, hooks. But in a sexual setting, we actually do like start to really get into the same mind space as the other person. And so I can imagine that as a doer, you'd really start to be feeling like all this sexual energy rolling through your body, mm-hmm. coming out your finger. That's right. Have a little fingergasm. <laughs> <laughs> Has that been reported? Has anyone ever had a fingergasm? <laughs> Just checking. I know um, one woman, Courtney Trouble, had a handgasm once. This was at Come and Glitter. Um, she talks about it on another show. But anyway, you can have orgasms in all parts of your body. It's amazing. Well, that's why we teach the uh, Observation of a Tense Coming course. We show a demonstration of a woman in orgasm for an hour. It's the course that we teach. So people can come. There's a lecture beforehand, and then they, they <laughs> witness a People woman. can come. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They witness a woman in orgasm for an hour, and they will experience her orgasm in their body. Right, because they're experiencing it, too, as they're watching. They, yes. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's very clever. And then it opens their mind to the potential of what they can go home and then experience. Right. You know, because it expands their mind of what orgasm is and, and can be. Well, there's so much about our sexual potential that we really didn't experience or discover. And not talking about sex has really like, made all of these things that we can still discover now mm-hmm. as adults. It's interesting. That, that exact thing happened to me when I watched Tallulah Sulis's Divine Nectar, which is about female ejaculation. I'd never seen that before. I didn't know it was possible. And then to see it over and over and over, then finally it really unlocked something for me and then I could do it. It's really, it's amazing what seeing something right. and experiencing something will bring it. It's, I think it's about those mirror neurons. You know, well, it you really the reality opened. about it. Exactly. Because, I mean, where do, we, where do we get our information about sex? It's so limited. And, and if you want to see people having sex, what are our choices? You have porn, and, and that's a false reality. Well, and it's plastic. and It's not real. We don't know that these people are really enjoying themselves because they're just trying to make money. And, right. Yeah. And, and then, then, of course, they're trying to play to our false expectations of what they think that we like, which, you know, I think most people don't even know what they like. Do they really like big boobs, blonde hair, and whatever, you know, right, right. and long fingernails? I don't know if I would like the long fingernails. Let's talk about the sensuality course, because that's one of the beginner's kind of courses that you teach. 
Right. Well, as you were asking the question earlier about unblocking and uh, all the head stuff that we have, so in our common sensuality course, we cover the base philosophy of all of our courses, and we cover the viewpoints that people come across that jam them up. And we talk about the social conditioning, and then we give them winning viewpoints that they can take home and apply to their lives to create winning relationships and gratifying sex lives. Well, there is a lot of conditioning that I think that we receive about sexuality, especially that men always have to be aggressive, that they always have to, you know, get it in, um, and that women are, you know, always supposed to be the gatekeepers and not really supposed to enjoy it. You know, there's a lot of really negative stuff that we learn. How do you unlearn that? You just make a choice to decide that you're going to take on some, some new viewpoints, and you can easily by just going towards that and getting the right information. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do when we teach. We want to educate people and, and uh, clarify a lot of the myths that go on out there, a lot of the false information, and just give people information on how they can do it, how they can succeed and have fun mm -hmm. in their relationships, whether it's with their partner or their parents or their kid, and right. to, to create gratifying, gratifying relationships and sex lives. Because doing isn't just about sex, and communication isn't just about sex. I mean, because mm -hmm. really there's this underlying component of consciousness and being connected and being open. How does it affect the rest of your life? I'm using finger quotes. That's right. Right. And deliberate orgasm is more than just a technique. It is a body of information on on how to have all of these experiences and opennesses and conversations. Mm -hmm. Gratifying relationships, gratifying sex life. I mean, most people are going towards like being satisfied. What if you could have gratification? You could just have it. What's the difference between satisfied and gratified? Well, satisfied is more of like a temporary thing. Like, that's okay. Yeah. It's satisfactory. <laughs> You're not really grateful. <laughs> yeah, gratification is complete with, you know, it's like a complete feeling of um, having and getting what you want and being gratified by your life and enjoying it and acknowledging it and feeling fulfilled. So how has this changed your relationship with your body? And I also want to know how it's changed your relationship with your partner, but your body is should come first. Let's talk about that. How has it changed your relationship to your pleasure? Your deliberate orgasm? Mm hmm It's changed it in many ways. I, I thoroughly enjoy being a woman. I like the way my body feels. I feel that through getting done and having my body taken care of and this gratification I'm talking about, I'm... I'm smarter, I'm, I, I have clarity, I'm generous, approval. It's so easy to approve of people and uh, put my attention on them. And I, I like who I am. And I, like, I love being alive and celebrating life and having my attention on the good. And I so enjoy being a teacher with a welcome consensus and, and educating people people that they can have the lives that they want to. They can slow down and, and have fun. And have more pleasure. Have more pleasure. Right. In, in every aspect, every aspect, whether you're talking to your kid or you're preparing a meal or you're taking a walk, 
re, you know, anything you can your life. really tune into it, mm-hmm. be more present, mm-hmm. right? So how has this changed your relationship with your partner or partners consecutively? Well, I don't know. Well, through your deliberate orgasm, I've learned about friendship and what it means to be a friend to a man. Because you guys seem to have a different meaning of that word. Like there's a lot of connotations of like companionship and more connection than I think it's not just the kind of friend that you would say have a beer with. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with beer. (laughs) Well, we believe that friendship is the highest relationship people can have. And friendship... The, the main foundation, what we're talking about in friendship, is being willing to tell each other the truth. And that's being willing to tell each other the truth and then going from there. And so whatever it is, I mean, sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's really easy. But I wanted to, through de- deliberate orgasm and the communication that had to happen in order for us to have that kind of attention on each other, my partner got to know me. I mean, really know me. And the layers came off. The armor came off. And when I started feeling that I could feel he was, he was knowing me, wow, I thought, now, now I am alive. Now I am living. And then I got to know him, how he, how he feels and the things that he thinks about. And it's just issues and stuff that people just don't usually want to talk about. They, and they're, and they're, for one, they're so busy moving through life, they don't make the time to talk about it. But once we started having those kind of conversations and I got to be known and, and having that kind of attention and pro- approval, I thought this is, this is the way to live. This is the, what human beings want. They want this kind of connection. They want to be known. And really seen for who they are. Really yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. Felt. Yes. And it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Especially if you're, you know, really sharing deep pleasure. So let's talk a little bit more about doing a man. I'm wondering, because in doing a woman, you stroke just the upper left-hand quadrant of the clitoris. Do you focus the same sort of attention as you're stroking a cock? Or do you stroke the whole thing? Or do you stroke just the frenulum? Or... What is, what's going on there? <laughs> Just the corona? <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything. everything. All of it. And, and actually, um, men have a lot of cock that goes into their body, mm-hmm. which you can call like the hidden cock. And so that was a fun discovery. Yeah, you can kind of stroke it when you stroke the taint, right? Uh, underneath the balls, mm-hmm. right? right? So it's kind of a shaft that goes all exactly. the way down. goes into his body. Yeah. Right. In fact, the clitoris is fetally analogous to the penis. That's right. It so is. women have this tiny little penis <laughs> that gets hard and everything. That's right. Yeah. All fetuses are start out female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's the hormones that turn us into men and women. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the different classes. I imagine the intensive, is that the name of it? It's called just the intensive? The three-day sensuality retreat? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, that's at, the, at our ranch in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And it has the Common Sensuality course. It's a two-day lecture discussion course. It covers our base philosophy. It covers doing a woman, doing a man. And it's like something that you would do with your... It covers seduction. It's a couple's thing or is it just one it can, person? It can be a couple's thing or, or singles. Or either. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you try to have a balance 
of genders, or no. does it not matter? No, it doesn't matter. And if you come there by yourself, are you matched up with someone that does you, and how does that work no, out? Not in the be- no, no, not in the no. beginning. No, that comes. That's in. That's if you really level, feel like it. Of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have to level. be really. You want to make sure everyone's really comfortable. Well, because not everyone is comfortable with just everyone <laughs> touching their clitoris, which is totally okay. Yeah, those are the intensive upper level, upper level. So ones. even more intense than the intensives. Yeah. What are those called? Well, we, Extra teach, a com- we teach a confirmation course, which uh-huh. you had mentioned about like One Taste, like Nicole Daydon and Robert Kandel, the founders of One Taste, took our upper level intensive course and got their training in orgasm and then went on to open One Taste. So they're high-level courses. Kind of the weekend where you get certified in learning how to do, is it? uh, Because I know that there's another course that does something like that at Harbin. Like that, but it's a two-week intensive. Oh, it's two two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So you're two weeks at the ranch? You're two weeks at the ranch. Oh, interesting. Wow. I imagine that it kind of takes a long time because I did the Vipassana, just the meditation, like just with your brain meditating. And that's hard, right? It's really hard. And it's not as rewarding as stroking, I'll say that. But it's, you know, it's over 10 days. And finally, at the very end, you actually feel those subtle sensations. And so I imagine that with a practice like stroking, like doing, it would take a while to kind of let everything settle in. Yeah, it is. It's more than the, just the technique. I mean, we teach the technique of doing, and then there's all the head stuff too that comes with it of um, things that just you get confronted by. Yeah. That, Can you say more about women's resistance? Well, as you described earlier, you know all the conditioning that w- females get. Right. If you're too, too sexually open, someone right. will think you're a slut. Right. Happens. Right. You know, as soon as puberty kicks in maybe before that yeah but yeah so we get all that social conditioning and mm-hmm. so women do resist pleasure mm-hmm. and but men they can uh sharpen their seduction skills and seduce women which we teach men how to seduce women and and once you start getting done it and you experience that kind of orgasm then resistance kind of takes on a different shape too because you want to f- have those feelings in your body and and the man can give them, you know, he can produce that kind of orgasm. Right. So something that I was thinking about, if a man is really giving you his full attention or a doer, you know, whatever the gender of the doer, if that person's really being focused on you and not try to change you or make you into something different, I imagine that also like spills over into the relationship as well. Like mm-hmm. when you're really listening to someone, you're not trying to change them or fix them. That's right. That is absolutely So right. is that something that you overtly teach, or is that just something that people pick up as a result no, of... We, we overtly teach that. Mm-hmm. To, because what women want, they want their bodies taken care of, and they want attention. Mm-hmm. But they want non-judgmental attention. Not always trying to fix it. That's right. Even though you're such a good fixer, baby. Yeah. And so that's like some of the head stuff I'm talking about to get for guys to get that. Because, I mean, they have good intentions. Totally. They want to please their woman. They want to make her happy. And so they do come from that fix it. But, yeah, women don't need any fixing. Well, you can't really fix someone (laughs) unless they want to fix themselves or they want to. Women don't need fixing. Well, yeah. (laughs) But, the, but all women do want to have more orgasm. Most of them, yeah. I mean, we all can't. All women some, want to have more orgasm. There are asexuals out there. 
They would lie about it. Well, <laughs> I don't want to judge anyone if they say they're asexual. I'm going to really believe them. But I personally think that some think people... under the right circumstances with the right person. I don't know. They say asexual, non-sexual. Like, I don't even masturbate kind of asexual. And I'm like, really? Okay, well, if that works for you, super. But in my opinion, if you want more pleasure, I want people to find that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that... Most of the time what we do in our culture is just kind of give up on sexual pleasure That's at all. True. You know, we get into these pair-bonded domestic partnerships, and we don't even think about sex anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and we just kind of throw it into the right, laundry bin. That's right. You know, and I'm, not, I'm tired. I'm not feeling sexual. I'm not feeling sexy. I don't feel good in my body. Whatever it is, I'm busy. I'm tired. Right. You know, I'd rather get more sleep than have sex. And then we don't even connect anymore. Right. And they, and yeah, exactly. And the people would give, be willing to give it a, a chance, mm-hmm. deliver an orgasm. Feels really and, good. You know, three minutes. And then what you will experience through having that kind of attention on your body is rejuvenation and feeling good in your body. And then you will have the energy to, to do all the things that you want to do. And, and you can really build from there, though, by having that three-minute orgasm and without any pressure to do anything, just to have your bodies feel good. And then have that next date, and and it just build from there, you mm-hmm. know. And before you know it, you find that you're having more sex than you thought you wanted to have, and you're looking forward to the next sex act. And right, well, and you're looking forward to connecting and being touched yes. and touching, and having that kind of attention. Right, and I think there's something about building the sensation, and there's a biofeedback loop, like so the smell of your partner mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. touch of your partner all become really connected in your mind to pleasure. Mm-hmm. So rather than connected to, oh, I'm so irritated with you for the last what-da-da-da thing, I had an expectation and la-la-la, you know, whatever it is that is the, the couple mm-hmm. dynamic that we oftentimes build with our partners, instead of building on that, <laughs> the couple toxicity thing, um, we can build on <laughs> pleasure, right? Yeah. And being like, wow, I, ooh, the, the touch is like inflaming, you know? Uh-huh. I think it's really important to like keep the, the juice in the mm-hmm. relationship, keep the pleasure in the relationship. Right. I mean, I love the idea of the pair-bonded domestic partnership, you know, raising a family together and having a home. But oftentimes when you get caught up in all the things that you have to do, mm-hmm. you forget about being done. Yeah, <laughs> right. You don't, right. It gets put way, way down on the At the, the bottom of the list. list. Yeah, because right. you're tired. Right. And if it was at the top of the priority list, mm-hmm. then and women were having that kind of attention, you know, just mm-hmm. as you described so beautifully, then they would feel so much different when they were um, everything would feel different. So you have a daughter. Did you stay with the doing throughout the pregnancy and yeah. early childhood and all that stuff? Yeah, I Did got that done. change your experience of being a mother? Or you maybe don't know because you don't have two kids and had to raise one without the doing. Sorry. <laughs> but I did But, you know, most women when feel... I was pregnant. Right. That might because help. Because there was a period of time that I, I didn't want to have intercourse anymore. And but still, I got done every day, a couple times a day, and so I got to have all that orgasm in my body, and it was wonderful. I had a pleasurable childbirth. Oh, you did! I did. Tell me more about that. Did you do the orgasmic birth thing? By the way, www.orgasmicbirth.com. Watch that video. Uh, How did? How was your birth process more pleasurable? Because most people are like, it's the most painful thing I've ever done. Because that's the condition that we get. That's what we're told. We taught to expect pain. That's right. 
And so that's what we're told, and that's what people expect. And but it it's pressure. With those contractions, they're pr it's pressure. And so if you interpret it as okay, I'm not going to interpret this as pain. I'm going to interpret this as a pressure, and then go on the ride of it. It is an orgasm. I mean, you're having these intense contractions in your body that build and they and release, and they build and they release. And it was intense. My childbirth, it was intense. But whenever I was doing the pushing out, it felt like an orgasm. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It did. <laughs> <laughs> but different than what, you know, people are like, yeah, sure, right. But um, <laughs> Yeah, sure, you had an <laughs> orgasm while you had a big baby coming out of your hoo-ha. Sure. But it was, uh, you know, like I'm saying with deliberate orgasm, it gets redefined what orgasm is. Mm -hmm. Well, I've heard that during childbirth, you're getting all of the same hormones that we do mm -hmm. get during sex. You right. get a lot of oxytocin and, you know, the chemical that they use to induce labor, pitocin, is a synthetic version of oxytocin. Yeah, Mother Nature, she did it. You she, think? She set us up well. Yeah. And did you have a, a regular childbirth in the hospital? or mm -hmm. And then after... You ha you brought the baby home. You're still getting done. That didn't change for you during the early childhood no, that didn't years. Change. I got. I was still getting done. Yeah. Yeah. That I must have made it done for fun. Like Twenty-five <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Almost every day or every day. Yeah. Several times a day. Sometimes. Yeah. That sounds fun. I'm not going to lie. 25 years of getting done every day. <laughs> she has a very relaxed demeanor. That's true. <laughs> relaxed, open, and friendly. Never a shortage of smiles. Mm -hmm. Sherry, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I want to make sure that people get to your website. It's welcomed.com, www.welcomed.com. What are some of the last things that you want to tell our listeners? There are people listening all over the world that they're not necessarily in the same sex-positive culture that we're in here in the Bay Area but they can find videos and, and you have a, a bunch of different little clips that people can watch on your website, ways that they can learn more about pleasure. Well, we have 13 different DVDs series on deliberate orgasm. It takes different components of it. And then we have a series of female masturbation DVDs too. And then female masturbation DVDs, they, are, they were made for men also. Um, men can watch them and see how women like to stroke their clitorises. And then they could take, go home and do that to their partner. Right, because and women do it in different ways. Right. Every woman has a different way. And, and it changes from day to day. <laughs> and for women to see another woman doing herself or getting done and to have that kind of sexual freedom and emancipation and the rightness of it and the validity that it's all good. And right, that it's not shameful. And this is how you do it. It's just a matter of education, that women to be educated and men to be educated on how to pleasure each other. Right. Yeah, I think that there's this legacy that masturbation has in particular because the definition, the, the root words of masturbation is to disturb with the hand, to disturb the genitals because they oftentimes thought that too much sexual energy made you crazy or, you know, all sorts of hair, palms, whatever. There's a lot of pathology attached to it. And I think now we still kind of have this, oh, you know, it's something done secretly, silently. It's such a personal experience for people because they are a little bit ashamed. And it's nice right. to take... And how crazy is that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, we have these bodies 
and we have this energy in there, and, and women have a clitoris. Its only function is for pleasure. And right. when we are pleasured, we feel good and we're happy. And then we could put our attention on our husband. And we can put our attention on our kids. We could do our work better. We can enjoy our lives and do everything from that place of gratification. And it's really possible and doable for everyone. And it, 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 and it is simple. And it's just the social conditioning that makes it seem like it's so complex or people have to go through therapy and get fixed and and confront this and that and that and people could just say just i'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the <laughs> bullshit skip and, that part yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> i'm gonna go just towards, be in the moment <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go towards getting some winning viewpoints and go towards fun right because that's the joy of being present in the moment and the joy of being present with your sensations mm -hmm. is that they're not about any of your past experiences or conditionings or hang-ups yeah. or ex whatever it is. It's just about this moment mm -hmm. and what do you feel right now and how can you tap into that more deeply? Right. And the more you have your attention there, the more you're going to find that the, that past stuff, it just doesn't... Melts away. Exactly. Yeah. And, well, that, and now you're living. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. There are people who do like somatic healing Tulula Sulis being one of them, that she actually like massages different parts of the interior of the vagina, and you can store experiences and trauma in your vagina, in the muscles, as in any part of your body, and they actually can become released with sensation and stimulation and positive experiences. Mm -hmm. In addition to building your neurology and feeling more and mm -hmm. becoming more aware and feeling more that way, I right. mean, you can really change your body and, and your experience of the world That's right. by experiencing more pleasure. That's right. <laughs> Sounds <Wonderful>. good. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm, Monica. Well, it's not hard to be enthusiastic about all the things that I get to talk about. <laughs> and it's been such a pleasure learning more about Welcomed Consensus. Well, thank you so much. Your sensuality course, you also have some telecourses. We do. We and do. Um, you can find everything at welcomed.com. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us? How to get to the three-hour orgasm? How long did it take you before you had a three-hour orgasm or could take that amount of pleasure? Or I mean, that seems intense. You'd be like, okay, no, I think I'm done. Well, I did have to stretch my legs a couple times. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hang on. Okay, okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> well, Sherry, thank you so much. Welcomed.com. This has been a conversation about the welcomed consensus. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Female Orgasm Podcast. Visit www.welcomed.com to find full transcripts, articles, videos, courses, and more focused on the topic of friendship through female orgasm.